0: The following is a fourth-hand production. They say I'm disturbed. From
1: city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread.
0: I think we're getting into a weird area here.
2: We just <laughs> tell these I'm not crazy.
0: It's hysteria.
1: You can't handle the truth. The brain is gone. This
2: is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here.
0: They're coming for you.
1: Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that isn't rooting for the alien apocalypse, but we're not really rooting for Gene Grey either. This is Hysteria 51. I saw the end of the world.
3: I could feel all this death. That's what we call a crossover, kids. Don't look now, but I'm not rooting for Sense of Stark either, John.
1: Double crossover. <laughs> Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, I'm your tour guide on this ship to the stars. My name is John Goforth, and alongside is my co captain, Mr. Brent Apocalypse Hand. Everything they've
3: built will fall, and from the ashes of their world, we'll build a better one. Thank you, John. I think I'm noticing a theme here, and I'll let you know. I hate it. I really hated X Men Apocalypse. What about you?
1: Wow, I really liked it. Like the the whole oh, God. ever since first class, the direction they've gone, I've really enjoyed. Uh, I think James McAvoy is an amazing actor. Uh, I just I, I, I just the like everything about it. Same
3: fucking movie over and over again. I don't even. I didn't even like Logan. Like I, no, I kind of no. written off. The Logan, X-Men is kinda, franchise.
1: Logan is kind of Logan is kind of one of those, you know, like the old what if comics. Like, yeah, but, yeah lo- lo- but I I really enjoyed Logan as well. But like the, I guess what you call X Men canon that is going on right now from um from first class to Days of Futures Past to Apocalypse and I guess next is Dark Phoenix.
3: One um, would hope they'd finally they've teased it enough, you know, or or been there. To, but but the Dark Phoenix saga is not what I want. I want the Shiar fucking Empire. I want all of that. Base opera bullshit that the Marvel side
1: of Marvel is doing that the Sony side is so scared to tap into. I know, I know. Uh, two things. One, I do ag- I, the one thing I would agree on is uh, uh, the actress I forget her name that plays Sansa Stark. That is yeah, is Phoenix. random redhead number three. Yeah. She she kind of sucks. Yeah, uh,
3: she uh, she's <laughs> she's the same in everything I've seen her in.
1: It works for Sansa Stark. It does. It, it doesn't works, really work for it Jean It works Graham. perfectly for Sansa Stark. Like, oh, you don't have emotions. They're That's actually great. afraid of me. <laughs> mm. um, but for, for Phoenix, it sucks. That said, Apocalypse, I thought it was just an
0: awesome movie. I love the tie-in. Can you idiots quit nerding out and get on with the show?
1: <laughs> That's kind of pointed at this time. <laughs> and that other voice you just heard, like a Tamagotchi with a drug problem and a penchant to ramble, is the one and only – Conspiracy bot. Tamagotchi. C-
3: that's thats a bold move there, John. I bet a lot of our listeners don't know what a Tamagotchi is. You know what? Google it. Google it.
1: <laughs> Bing it. Seabot <Yeah. laughs> is a robot Brent created in his lab to do all the work while we sit back and drink. And unfortunately, more than that,
3: he sits back and drinks while we do the work, kids. Am I right? Kids, I don't know what's
2: wrong with these kids today. Kids, who can understand anything they say? Kids, they are disobedient, disrespectful oaks. Noisy, crazy, sloppy, lazy loafers.
1: Aha! Thank you, Seabot. The magnificent vocal stylings of the one and only Mr. Paul Lind. <laughs> Didn't you sing that song in high school? <laughs> I. Much like Paul Lind played Mr. McAfee in our high school's production of (laughs) Bye Bye Birdie. It might have been my finest hour.
3: I don't know if Miss Brownback would uh, agree with you
1: there, but I I just don't know, John. She lauded my uh, my performance. Better than
0: this dumpster fire.
1: Kids, I don't know what's wrong with these kids today.
3: (laughs) Dude! (laughs) <laughs> you shitty Broadway act literally overloaded Seabot. Move on from that, and I'll see if I can patch him up. So. <laughs> there. That should take care of Conspiracy, but Seabot, you back with us, buddy?
0: Screw you. If Goforth is going to sing again, turn me back off.
3: <laughs> I'd say he's back.
1: A obligatory john wick reference i love it i I love it
0: (laughs) anyway on with the show tonight you clowns are going to talk nibiru brent please read this outline to people so we can finally get this show on the road the sooner you start the sooner it ends
1: Uh,
3: ah kids no no john no no (laughs) right
1: don't sing again
3: (laughs) on with the show we're going to start with the history and some brief facts. Those are in quotations. I'm doing them, but people can't see them uh, about Nibiru. Then we'll go through the Nibiru cataclysm story, the end of all of us and all that we know. And once we're nice and warmed up, we'll take a quick break and then hit you with other theories surrounding Nibiru and see if there's any actual evidence supporting these claims. And to finish up with a look on the cult surrounding it, because Every good fucking story has a cult or two. I mean, there's the cult of Brent Hand, the the cult of Hand, the cult of Brent Hand's personality.
1: They're all out there. And they all have, what, one member? Because I I know your wife's
3: not a member. (laughs) No, 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 no. She's smarter than that. And then onward to our opinions. But first, GoFo, why don't you hit us with the GoFopedia on Nibiru. If you please.
1: Nibiru is a term in the Akkadian language translating to crossing or point of transition.
3: Oh, oh thank
1: you. <laughs> Glen or Glenda. Is it that type of transition? No? Uh, the Nibiru cataclysm is a supposed disastrous encounter between the Earth and a large planetary object, either a collision or a near miss. Would that be another Collision because that's where the
3: moon came from, right? A collision with a giant planetary, but like, b-
1: sorry, I digress. Well, if you ask some people, that's also where the Earth came from Ooh. when, uh, on its original pass, it hit, uh, what was the original name of our planet? <clears throat> it wasn't
3: Terra. That's what we call us. So I don't know. No, I don't know the original, though.
1: Oh, uh, uh start with it. it, it I, a letter, yeah. A letter. <laughs> one of many. in with one, too, if I remember. I'll right. letter it down to 26 for you. Yeah, there you go. Which certain groups believe will take place in the early 21st century, uh, many of which believed it already took place. Anyway, uh, <laughs> believers in this doomsday event usually refer to this object as Planet X or Nibiru. While others believe the rogue planet isn't going to hit us, but rather is the home of our eventual masters, the Anunnaki. Mm. And when it comes back around, they're going to take over the slave race that they created vis-a-vis us. Us. How about that? And yet others believe Nibiru is just a planet orbiting our sun's twin star. Mm. Named It's it's probably got a a
3: really casual, nondescript... Name like almost like friendly, sun, like the sun. What's its name? Nemesis, <laughs> yeah,
1: of course. And when the orbit of that sun brings Nibiru back into our system, hilarity and cataclysm <laughs> will ensue.
3: Oh, uh, those wacky, wacky planet disasters! <laughs> I smell a, I smell a new police academy movie in the brew. I mean, would we have
1: Michael Bay without them? Uh, of course, he's going to do Nibiru. It's just going to be the name of the movie. And- I'm just going to get this out of the way now. If it is a rogue planet, I'm just sending Bruce Willis up there with a team of diggers and and, drillers, and we're going to get it done.
3: They had Batman. Of course, they were going to (laughs) succeed. And I don't want to miss a thing.
0: For fuck's sake, stop it.
3: (laughs) So let's get into the history. The following comes to us from ancientcode.com. That's how you know it's legit. So in 2008, Japanese researchers announced that according to their calculations, there should be an undiscovered planet at a distance of about 100 astronomical units that has us away from us, that has a size of up to two thirds that of planet Earth. And these calculations support the hypothesis of the existence of Nibiru or planet X. Now, Those things are kind of interchangeable. Just because you believe in Planet X doesn't mean you believe in Nibiru or vice versa. But if they do find another planet, they sure as shit better name it Nibiru.
1: Now now would be the proper time to mention that there is a theory just by quote-unquote legit sources, uh, not saying the ancient code isn't legit – um uh, that believe that there just might be another planet in our solar system. It's not it's not messing with anything. We just haven't been able to see it. Yet. So it's kind of
3: funny. Throughout history of astronomy, there has been the plan nine, plan nine before there was Pluto, and now plan nine again, because there is no Pluto as a planet. People throughout history have said there is probably another planet, and then they've been laughed at. And it isn't until in the last few decades that people are like, actually. There actually might be another Based planet. Based
1: on the the behavior of other planetary bodies, like the gravity from this supposed planet. And,
3: and like it, it affects the sun and, and the other rotations. It, it only makes sense, and we'll get into this, the weird elliptical right. orbits that we have, something massive is probably out there.
1: But that's not what we're going to spend a lot of time on today. That's kind of the the true science. Yeah. So let's get into some facts, question mark.
3: You should know about the mysterious planet Nibiru. These are things that have came through the years. So the name Nibiru originated, as, as John said, it's an ancient Sumerian uh, who once inhabited ancient Mesopotamia, which is modern-day Iraq. And some believe Nibiru is also called Marduk, and it arrives at our solar system with an extreme clockwise elliptical orbit, separate like what I was referring to of all the other
1: planets. So. The whole this whole theory, this Nibiru theory, kind of started with a a, a dude named Zachariah Stitchin. hmm And he's basing almost all of his theory on this tablet that they found in cuneiform from the ancient Sumerians. And it mm-hmm. shows this little picture of a sun with all these dots around it that are supposed supposedly our yep. are, are planets. And then there's this kind of offset dot.
3: Yeah, so that and, was found, as you said, in Mesopotamia a long time
1: ago. Which my my favorite thing is that we're basing all of this <laughs> on that little picture. When it could have been like an engraver mistake.
3: Right. And so this evidence that sports that from that show it has an orbital period of thirty six hundred years.
1: And the, according to text.
3: This, through this text. And the number thirty six hundred was represented by the Sumerians as a large circle. Uh oh. Hence that means its orbit or rotation around the sun. Doesn't get here that often, but when it does, it's here to party. So then he got R. Harrington, who wrote a very interesting article on the astronaut in the astronomical journal in 1988. And Harrington suggested that a planet three to four times the size of Earth existed, having a position of three to four times further from our sun than Pluto.
1: So Nibiru conspirists can't even agree on the size of the damn or thing. Or where it's at or anything.
3: And according to mathematical models that he was presented, it is believed that planet X or Nibiru has an extreme elliptical orbit of 30 degrees, which does fall in line with what the ancient Mesopotamians were kind of saying.
1: They also say Nibiru is a magnetic planet uh, so that it would cause the Earth to tilt in space as it passes.
3: Yeah. So according to these ancient tests, Nibiru is wrapped in a cloud of iron oxide dust red dust, making the rivers and lakes that you would see on there have a reddish color, and that also falls into the whole, if it does have the iron oxide, it's going to be magnetic, you know? Right. And then you is believed that this would cause days of obscurity while passing next to other planets, possibly even stopping their rotation very bad for Earth during its transition across space due to
1: its magnetic properties. Oh, here's a fun part. Uh, it is called the Destroyer in the Colbran, a parallel Bible located in the Monastery of Glastonbury in Scotland. I'll uh, quote, <laughs> Men forget the days of the Destroyer. Only the wise know where it went and that it shall return at the appointed time. It is the Destroyer. Its color is bright and fierce and ever-changing, with an unstable appearance. A fierce body of flames. <laughs> Which makes a, makes no sense if you think it's a rogue planet because if anything it's not going to be on fire it'll be a big ball of ice. <laughs> and
3: then on October 23rd of 96 an article from AP called New Rebel Planet Found Outside Our Solar System states the following. A new planet that breaks all the rules about how and where planets form has been identified in the orbit of a twin star about 70 light years from Earth in a constellation commonly known as the Northern Cross. This new planet has a roller coaster like orbit that swoops down close to its central star and then swings as far out into the frigid fringes, following a
1: strange egg shaped orbit that is unlike that of any other known planet. So, friends listening at home, are you confused yet? Because we certainly are. Luckily, luckily, somebody brought this all to clarity for us. In one big unified theory known as the Cataclysm Theory. So it's, you know, it's fun and jolly. Right, exactly. So Plan 9, Plan X. I
3: guess that all depends on Pluto and your thoughts on it. Nibiru, forever people speculated, as we've said, about is there another planet in our solar system. As I said, they used to be laughed at. Now it's getting major credit as a possibility. In fact, last October, astronomers said a hypothetical giant world beyond Neptune, which could be located in the next few years, orbits at a 30-degree angle to the other planets. Kind of tied back to that 30-degree angle from the Mesopotamians. And they are saying giant because it has to be a massive body to have the kind of impact it does on the other planet's orbits it's and if, it's, it's got to be you know neptune
1: or bigger jupiter sized almost and if we sound like we're second guessing ourselves that's because we are no yeah all the, of there this are, is conjecture cr- there are multiple theories so that was found last october and october kind of is an
3: important thing there john it just so happens to be the month of impact this fucking year why do people think that john
1: dun 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 Thank you, Conspiracy Man. Oh, he's, he's slow on the draw, that <laughs> bastard.
3: Fuck both of you.
1: <laughs> so that brings us to a young lady by the name of Nancy Leader, who originally put this idea forth in 1995.
3: Yeah, she's the founder of a wonderful, wonderful website, Zeta Talk. Zeta, as in the Zeta Reticuli people.
1: Oh, I thought I meant Zeta Bed, like <laughs> the home of uh, Counselor Troy. <laughs> so... Is Man, that where she was from? No, nah, I don't know. Nah, I, let's go with it. She's hot.
3: That's all I remember. I needed some counseling.
1: Like she, she can read your thoughts, dude. She don't want to. <laughs> if you were on the USS Enterprise, they would have thrown oh, you out of oh yeah. airlock in like day two. Day, yeah, oh yeah, I wouldn't have made it through briefing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, Leader describes herself as a contactee with the ability to receive messages from extraterrestrials. <laughs> Uh, Leave it in, little hairy bastards uh, from the Zeta Reticuli star system, through an implant in her brain that they gave her. She said she was chosen to warn mankind that the object would sweep through the inner solar system in May of 2003. But they later postponed. They postponed. You know, they hadn't got all their ducks in a row, causing Earth to undergo a physical pull shift that would destroy most of humanity. Now, what is a pull shift? A physical one. They don't mean that.
1: Uh, When you are at the strip club and you stay until five in the morning and they turn the lights up and they say, hey, you can stay, but we're not serving alcohol for the next hour and the stripper doesn't come on for the next hour. That's the pole shift. I gotcha.
0: I can get behind that kind of pole shift.
1: So there's
3: two kind of pole shifts that happen. One is just when north becomes south and south becomes north, that they think on earth happens Frequently, in the grand scheme of things, and just hasn't over happened the, over the scheme of a million years, or frequently. not even a million, million, but the billions of years. Yeah, the other, the scarier one that she thinks is the actual land masses spin, bedlam ensues, all buildings
1: and things are destroyed, like that kid's toy you had when, like, you were really young and you pulled the uh, pulled the string and all the little things on it spun at the same time. Yeah,
3: exactly, except for now. Now have all those things screaming in terror as they die. <laughs> A kid's toy. <laughs> so the, the poles physically fucking move. Geomagnetic reversal. Dogs and cats living together. Mass fucking hysteria. Leader described. Hysteria. Planet- Ooh. Leader described planet X as roughly four times the size of Earth. Uh, oh, just uh, kind of getting along with the NASA there. The prediction has subsequently spread beyond leader's website. And has been embraced by numerous Internet Doomsday groups, most of which leaked the event to the twenty twelve phenomenon. Remember that you no know, uh was it September twenty first, twenty twelve, which happens to be the birthday of our one time guest Tyler. And when Tyler had that birthday, I remember I'm like, dude, are you evil? Are you are you gonna like bring in the coming
1: disaster and doom? He's like, I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> Did it align with the Aztec calendar? If you place a picture side by side of the Hadron Collider and the Aztec Calendar, there's an eerie similarity between the two.
3: She was actually asked when they're 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 saying that you're saying it's like four times the size of Earth. What exactly are you getting at? You know, this thing was so huge, it was, you know,
2: bigger than a Walmart. <laughs> Say no more. Her voice is deep. Say in the, no in that more clip. Yeah.
3: So since 2012, the Nibiru cataclysm has frequently reappeared in popular media, usually linked to newsmaking astronomical objects such as Comet Ison or Planet Nine. Although the name Nibiru is derived from the works of ancient astronauts like Zacharias Sitchin, writer, and his interpretations of the Babylonian Sumerian mythologies we talked about, he denied any connection between his work and various claims of the coming apocalypse, meaning the people that are looking and thinking there is another planet out there are, are saying, but it's not Nibiru that's going to come kill
1: us. <laughs> They'd be like saying, hey, Ted over here is Jesus and the writers of the Bible, like you know, Paul, the apostle. No, no, Ted is not Jesus. That's well, well. No, no, Ted's Jesus. No, no. You don't know what you're talking about. Your, your entire thing is based on what I wrote.
3: I saw Ted walk on water when it was frozen. I saw him cure a cripple with a prosthesis, like that guy. I mean, he's checking all the boxes. (laughs) So, Paul, we don't care what you think. (laughs) So, Nancy, leader, this hot piece of ass, John, tell us a little bit about Nancy because I'm just, I'm gonna be, I'm busy over here with with drying
1: yourself off. Nancy, in her own words from her website, uh, so you has, know this is good. Has become, and it's written in third person, so awesome. She became aware of her contact. No, don't e- say she. You wrote it right. You read it the way she wrote it. Nancy <laughs> quote. Okay, <laughs> quote. The, she wrote this herself. Nancy became aware of her contactee status in 1993 and the potential for b- being a communicator of the Zeta message.
3: <laughs> they gave her the Dakota ring. They put in the brain. Remember, <laughs> we talked
1: about it. <laughs> She's from BetaZ. See, it says it right there. In the midst of a full life with a family at a full time job, as a contactee, Nancy participated in the hybrid program and met one of her hybrid children. Can you imagine coming home? Hey mom, I'm home from school. Hey, honey, uh, we're all gonna die and I, I have an implant and no. I've been uh, Why are you pregnant? It's an alien. I haven't been fucking Ted from the Quickie Mart. <laughs> Ted keeps coming up. <laughs> In preparation for her communicator role, Nancy was given life form introductions and introduced to MJ-12 at an early age. Oh, very nice. The Majestic 12. Ooh. Future episode. Nancy expends her retirement time and money on getting the Zeta Talk message out. Her requests for interviews take top priority. Shit! <laughs> what were we doing? We could have reached out to her. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, we, we, had, we had David Weiss on. It, it, well, you, you don't get much more you know expert
3: than David Weiss. Right. I mean, we, so, it's all
1: downhill from there. Yeah, exactly. She quit a professional job in California in 1999 to move to Wisconsin to walk the talk, if you will. <laughs> Born in Wisconsin, Nancy returned to her grandparents' homestead where she first met the Zetas in the woods as a young girl. Hey, uh, I'm a Zeta. Holy crap, I'm going to implant you with something. You
3: don't tell no one you know, what's going on. Uh, that is all.
1: <laughs> it was, and it comes it full circle. It was
3: so spiritual.
1: It comes full circle <laughs> to pedophilia. <laughs> there she gardened, saved seed, raised chickens, and tried to be an example of how people should prepare for the coming changes. <laughs> As the Zeta talk message is threatening to the establishment who fear the populace will panic, Nancy deals with a lot of flat You don't say, end
3: quote. Good job, Nancy. So, you got, a leader describes Planet X as roughly four times the size of Earth and said that its closest approach will occur, or would occur, May 27th of 2003, resulting in Earth rotation, blah, blah, blah,
1: cataclysm, Earth crust. The, the Earth was Everyone's literally going gonna... to stop spinning for six days. Yeah.
3: Roughly a week before the supposed Arrival of Planet X in May of, no, of 03, leader appeared on KROQ FM radio in Los K-Rock. Angeles and advised listeners to euthanize their pets in anticipation of the events, and she had done so her fucking self. Fuck that cunt is, I
1: think, the pro- proper terminology there. Uh, well, sorry, Fluffy. Sorry, Fido. Uh, we, we have Nibiru on its way, so <laughs> <laughs> here's a <laughs> Yeah, like no, fuck. Yeah, after the 2003
3: date passed without you incident, yourself, woman. after the 2003 date passed without incident, leader said it was merely a white lie to fool the establishment. Zing! And what about all the fluffies out there that you? Fido had is
1: going to come died? back as a hell beast and right? bite your ass.
3: She refused to disclose the true date, saying that to do so would give those in power enough time to declare martial law and trap people in cities during the shift leading to their deaths. Fuck you. December twenty first, 2012 was the next very popular Tyler's birthday date for the cataclysm. This date had been many apocalyptic associations. It was the end of The cycle of Bakhtun and the long count of the the Mayan, the long count of the Mayan calendar. Several writers published books connecting the encounter with 2012. Despite the date having passed, many websites still contend that Nibiru and planet X are en route to Earth. So John, is NASA just covering all this up? It was she right that the, she was just throwing off that little white lie and telling people to murder their pets to, to keep the establishment off NASA, that establishment.
1: Most conspiracy theorists that believe in really stupid shit are at least smart enough to predict a time period in which they have a good run out of it, run at it before they, uh, are proven wrong. Mm-hmm. This is going to happen 123 years from now. In <laughs> yeah, other words, I'll yeah. be long dead and have made my money. You're
3: all dying on Tuesday. Just kidding. It's going to be next Wednesday. All
1: right. Oh, wait. I mean, that takes a special kind of stupid.
3: I'm getting a new message. 2012. That gives me like nine years to figure out how to kill humanity.
1: That gives me nine years to think up why it's not 2012 anymore.
3: So the U.S. government built the South Pole Telescope to track Nibiru's trajectory, she says. And that object has been imaged optically. She says they built it that specifically for that, and they have pictures of it. Another conspiracy claim regards a patch of missing data in Google Sky near the constellation of Orion, which has often been cited as evidence that Nibiru has been redacted. However, the same region of sky can still be viewed by thousands of amateur astronomers, anyone that wants to go out and buy a fucking telescope. And aside to Google said that the missing data is due to a glitch in the stitching software used to piece the shit together. Go look for your fucking self. But no, that doesn't work. It's all a big fucking lie.
1: So, so, are you confused yet? Let, let me let me try to narrow it down for you. There are three or four uh, overlapping theories when it comes. Yeah, to we're given. It's not just Nancy. So There's all these possible things. Nancy was calling the, uh, the basic idea of Nibiru being this thing that's going to come and destroy the Earth. Okay, it it, it you can call it a rogue planet. The traveler has come. There's Jews his form. <laughs> Nibiru. Nibiru. <laughs> which which actually hers is a bastardization of what Zacharias Titchens was saying. He was saying that the Sumerians knew about all the planets out there. and They knew about an extra planet. This extra planet has such a wide orbit. It only comes around every 3,600 years. And we're actually kind of thinking maybe that could be true. Now, science is
3: finding reasoning. Maybe not that it's going to come close. But there might be another –
1: Or the 3,600 years is certainly up for debate. More along the lines of there might be an extra there. That's what I'm saying.
3: Forget the fucking orbit. Though it does seem to maybe have a weird 30-degree elliptical orbit, it stands to reason that out in the Van Allen belt, there is a giant fucking body that's, right.
1: that's fucking with shit. So you've got Zacharias Titchens who's using ancient Sumerian tablets – to come up with his information. Mm-hmm. You've got NASA who's saying, hey, uh, we're not sure about what the Sumerians were saying, but there could be some extra shit out there. You've got Nancy saying it's coming to kill us all.
3: <laughs>
1: stop offer fucking Roger. And, uh, oh, we're not done yet. After the break, we're going to get into another way in which Nubiro could be on its way, mm. and that's if the sun had a brother. Yeah, good old nemesis. Better late than never, right,
3: John? Yes, exactly. Yeah. 2003, scratch it. 2012, eh, it's
1: still early 21st century. They got time. They got time. Uh, And even more ways in which a rogue planet and or Nibiru could be on its way. But we'll hit that after the break on Hysteria 51. Hola,
3: David. Me llamo Brent.
2: Bonjour, uh, Brent. Um, Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. So I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I that, I, I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key.
3: Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like?
2: Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation too. So you can, you know, learn how to speak.
3: And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation.
2: <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, it, they designed it for long-term retention, you know, it, and yeah. uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head.
3: Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and, For Larry Limited Time, His Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit com slash today. That's fifty percent off. Unlimited access to twenty-five language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashad day. You're fifty oh. percent off.
2: Russia. <laughs> <laughs> redeem it. off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all mint mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to him, it all made sense. There isn't one.
0: All right, you idiots. I am recording.
3: And we are back on a collision course for Earth on our Nibiru story, John. you haven't as good of a time as I am.
1: I'm exhausted already. <laughs> Do we have to finish
3: this damn
0: thing? Conspiracy bot, how you doing over there? Wallowing in self-pity from being around you mouth-breathers.
3: Dynamic as usual. Ooh, fun. I'll be the mummy. So when we left, we were telling about Nemesis, that, that other star, the that Nemesis Awesome hypothesis. Resident Evil, uh, game. That's true. He was the, the, the guy, the bad guy, right? He's with the, the fucked up face and gigantic. Yeah, he's
1: got a, uh, RPG, I believe. Yeah, all, all
3: good bad guys have RPGs. Or, or BFGs. Yeah, BFG, yeah. <laughs> so Nemesis is a theoretical second sun in our solar system. A dwarf star named after the Greek goddess of vengeance. In the English vocabulary, the word has come to mean downfall or ruin, and surely nothing good can result from a celestial body bearing the name Nemesis. According to some, Nemesis will indeed bring about our ruin one day by setting in motion the extinction event that will wipe. Of the life on the face of Earth.
1: So instead of one planet being in this weird orbit that's eventually going to come back around.
3: Dwarf star, a brown dwarf, dwarf, I think they call
1: it. actually, A brown dwarf that might even have planetary bodies around it.
3: Yeah. And we just we don't we never do. We were a binary star system. Proponents of nemesis theory say that it has happened before. In fact, every 26 million years, the Earth has a little problem. Some horrible, mysterious catastrophe brings about a mass extinction, destroys a large percentage of life on the planet, altering the balance of nature. Think about what happened you know, with little the dinosaurs like that. years ago. Needs. This happened since. <laughs> In fact, it happened reliably about every 26 million years. And the question is not if the Earth will see another cataclysm. But when that brings in the every 26 million years, the orbit of Nemesis brings it through the Oort cloud, a mass of comets and debris out in the far reaches of space. And Nemesis disrupts the comets, sending them hurtling towards the inner planets as a rain of destruction that lasts decades. And the comets smash into Earth and all the other planets and cause the mass extinction. Now, this is something that actually does happen. Comets get shot out of the Oort cloud. And one of the only reasons that Earth has had the life that it has for as long as it has is because of fucking Jupiter. Jupiter is so massive. It sucks in all those fucking giant comets. And actually it's like our bouncer. It like blocks all the fucking bad shit. Now, now, obviously not all the bad shit, but if it wasn't there, we'd be in a lot. Science says worse shape. Allegedly. It's probably all just holograms and made up, you know, and we're well, the firmament blocks. It doesn't us. matter. We're the firmament it...
1: firmament. See, you're joking. I'm serious. We're living in a simulation anyway, so we can... Firmament. Our programmers can make it come or not come, depending on their whim. (laughs) Oh, wait, you're serious. Let me laugh even harder. (laughs) (laughs) So this is crazy. Uh, I am obviously not an astronomer. Uh, So they say it's in our solar system or could be in our solar system. The fact that it can be in our solar system and take 26 million years to make a circle.
3: I mean, you know... Some people aren't good at art. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was like it was like when I used to ride with my grandma and they'd say, take a U-turn. No, no. We literally drive to the next city before we can find a good <laughs> left turn to just go ahead and turn around.
3: Well, they say Nemesis might not be the same size or say of the same power as our son. Not likely to come anywhere near the earth. But it's enough of a push to cause havoc from far away because it's a fucking sun. So the concept of Nemesis is chilling, I guess, or scary to say the least. The stuff of nightmares. So what are the chances that Nemesis actually exists and where the name comes from calling it Nemesis? So where is it, John? Does anyone know?
1: Well, obviously no one's ever seen it. It's <laughs> It's just a proposed theory. Ah, uh, nor has it been located using any kind of current technology. However, this is because Nemesis is a red or a brown dwarf, a star with very little brilliance, which explains why it's so hard to detect. But
3: we know of brown dwarfs outside of our own solar system. We can't see one inside our own solar system. Have you ever gone to? to a, have you ever
1: have you ever gone to a baseball game and had the obstructed view seat? No. Or- <laughs> that's because he's well, fucking confined And we don't house. let him out of here, right. Um, Earth, we just have the obstructed view seat, Brent. It, it's as simple as that. It, so it's a dark object among
3: millions of other dark objects. Right. You, I mean, and it's a moving celestial body, so it's hard to track.
1: You might think it would be easy to spot an extra sun in our own solar system, but a dark object out there among millions of other dark, moving celestial bodies is kind of hard to track. Yeah. Even with our advanced technology and powerful telescopes, Nemesis has yet to reveal itself, or it doesn't exist. You know, well, and the other
3: do. thing is— The theory that there could be a second sun in our solar system is as bizarre as it sounds because binary star systems are actually quite common.
1: Think of of Tatooine. A a, a binary star system, two stars orbiting the same center of mass.
3: Yeah. Think of Tatooine. Luke, looking up into the sky, two stars out there. That's all the the evidence. And As we've said
1: before, the Star Wars trilogy is is documentary.
3: So, in fact, Alpha Centauri, the closest neighboring star system to ours. Binary star system. And astronomers are actually,
1: <laughs> actually- slow on the uptake there, Seabot, but I like Just where we landed. Right.
3: They actually think that half of all stars in our galaxy have at least one companion. Therefore more. So the existence of Nemesis wouldn't be surprising statistically.
1: There are more binary star systems that we inside of our solar system and outside of our solar system than we know of than singular star systems. Yeah. So Like, it makes a lot of sense that it could be that.
3: And conspiracy theorists, the binary star kind of conspiracy theorists, believe the star's return will bring Nibiru along with six other planetary bodies with it.
1: Ha, 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 ha,
3: (laughs) ha. Meaning it's not just Nibiru. It's got all of its friendly, friendly planets.
1: So this star is going to make one big loop around, bring Nibiru with it, and Nibiru will do one of two things, depending on who you ask. Crash into us? Oh, that's a problem. Or just get close enough to screw up our orbit around the sun,
3: or or close enough to stop our rotation, and that fucks everything up too. And
1: they say you know now this is a this is a big concern just about the rogue, with the rogue planet theory for whether it's Nibiru or something else. If a if a, a planetary body got close enough to the Earth, whether it comes from a planet circling around Nemesis or just Anything. Planet X. Anything yeah. that's large enough to screw up our orbit, that's a real problem because we're in what's called the habitable zone. The Goldilocks uh, zone. Cir- circling yeah. around the sun. And that means we're in this perfect area where we can have all three types of water. We can have water in general and then all three types ice, liquid, and gas. If you're outside of that habitable zone, all of a sudden we don't have water to drink and things of that nature. And if a big enough planetary body has enough gravity to pull us out of that circle, pull us out of that orbit, all of a sudden there are times of the year where it's too damn hot or too damn cold um to, to really sustain life.
3: Well if it comes by close enough, it's gonna destroy our atmosphere and then we're fucked anyway. Off. So let's forget about Nemesis, let's forget about another binary star, let's just think of a planet. Could there be another planet Scientifically. Well, in 2016, Caltech astronomers announced a meeting that an undiscovered large planet on the fringes of our solar system appears to be responsible for the tilting of the sun. So this unusual tilt of the sun has been known since the mid-1800s, and these astronomers said, but it's not often discussed because no one has a clue what causes it. Could it be a ninth planet?
1: Last time the sun tried to get into a club, they wouldn't let him in because he was tilted. And he can't, <laughs> can't have tilted. You just can't tilt. Him. Damn
3: it, it. <laughs> so Elizabeth Bailey, who's a grad student at Caltech, led a study suggesting that a large distant planet may be adding a wobble to the solar system, giving the appearance of the sun is tilted. And she states because Planet Nine, Plan Nine, is so massive and has an orbit tilted compared to the other planets, the solar system has no choice but slowly twist out of alignment so if you ever observed planets you might have noticed they follow the same path across the sky as the sun that's because the major planets in our solar system orbit the sun in a nearly flat plane flat earth oh lord i'm a headache <laughs> roughly already. with a couple degrees of each other and the caltech same had said that plane however rotates at a six degree tilt with respect to the sun until now no one had found a compelling explanation to produce such an effect until they brought in Nibiru out there, causing this tilt shift. So there's a chance a large yet undiscovered body is causing havoc on our solar system. Now, other outside of those astronomers, supposed havoc, <laughs> have stated that the Kepler belt objects, with the the four Kepler belt objects with the longest known orbital periods, revolve around the sun in a pattern most readily explained by the presence of Planet Nine approximately 10 times the mass of Earth. So it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, it seems like.
1: and according We started at two-thirds the size of Earth, right? and now we are 10 times the size of Earth. Or
3: four times the size of Jupiter, one person said. So, hey, according to Arizona astronomers' calculations, this hypothetical planet would complete one orbit around the sun roughly every 17,000 years, and it's furthest from the sun, it would swing out more than 660 astronomical units, that is 660 times Times the distance between earth and the sun. So there's solid proof that there could be something out there. We just haven't seen it. Caltech, NASA, everything is coming to this conclusion. Is it Nibiru? Does it have a super long rotation? That means it's coming for us one day, or is this whole fucking idea of Nibiru horseshit? John, what do you think?
1: (laughs) Well, well, uh, it depends on what aspect of the idea we're talking about. I mean, a, a planet beyond Neptune hiding in the Kepler belt, that that's highly believable. So like you said, a
3: dark spot mixed in with other dark spots, it's hard to see.
1: That planet making a beeline for us and hitting us in October, not as believable. Now,
3: how many professional astronomers do we have? I'm not asking for you know, uh, two in this room, lot, obviously. How many do it as a hobby? How many of those people do you think look up into the cosmos daily and could hide that from us that it's coming on a beeline for us and gonna hit in uh eh, two months. Well, I don't I don't think that uh anyone No <laughs> Spoiler, fucking exactly no, unless it's some sort of intelligently designed planet that's either You
1: say unless cloaked, like that's not true
3: cloaked or waiting. Who says that, John? Enter the cultists. The good old cultists Whenever you need to
1: to none to, of these stories are good until you get to the cultists.
3: or when you can't explain something with science or made up YouTube channels and <laughs> you just, I'm go a to scientist. The I don't believe in anything. Damn right. So that is exactly what these people think, that it is this fucking evil lurking thing of intelligent design. So who's behind it, John? Who is behind this evil planet? That That is on a beeline for us.
1: Well, that is our good, good friends, the reptilians. Reptile wins. <laughs> or, or the Anunnaki. Right? So, might or might not be reptilians.
3: Maybe the reptilians are the Anunnaki. I do know while well, studying this, and you shared with me, Scooby Doo is an ancestor of the Anunnaki. Don't stay
1: I am of the Anunnaki. Interdimensional beings that visit the planet Earth every few thousand years, we arrive at a time called Nibiru when the barriers between our worlds grow weak. The Anunnaki have a great history of helping humans, but we have no physical form and must inhabit animals. This is why some animals, our descendants, can talk and others cannot. But not all Anunnaki are kind and good. There are evil ones. And the most evil one of all is imprisoned beneath Crystal Cove and must not be set free. You must undo it, Scooby-Doo. Undo it all. Save yourself. Save your friends. Save the world. Thank you, Seabot, and thank you, Scooby-Doo. So, <laughs> so here's the deal. Um, this is where it really gets fun. So let's go back to Zachariah Hitchin. Zachariah Hitchin was the one that studied that Sumerian tablet in cuneiform and, and came up with the idea that Nubiru is this planet that circles here 30, every 3,600 years. years. Yeah. And so it was here before. It'll be here again. The idea was that on one of those flybys. they, they <laughs> I'm going to buzz the tower.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Negative ghostwriter. The pattern is full. There you go. So he said. Yeah, the Sumerians knew about this because here's what happened. They got all this information from the Anunnaki. Uh, the Anunnaki passed by, uh, a couple of circles ago and they said, Hey, look down there. See those kind of humanoid-ish type of, uh, not even Cro-Magnon yet. Mm-hmm. We could do some fun things with them. We need a slave <laughs> race, <laughs> but it's going to take a while, about 3,600 years. Let's go down there. Like, let's, let's plant some seeds and we'll be back. Uh, circle back around. Hey, we're back. And uh, wow, you guys are looking pretty good here. We're coming down. And we're going to impregnate you. And then they tie in. Here's where they tie in the Bible. In Genesis, it talks about giants. Mm-hmm. And it talks about the son of God. Uh, talk, the giants
3: and the Nephilim and right, all these. The, the
1: son of God uh, with the woman of man mm-hmm. uh, breeding. And that's where the Nephilim come from. And and basically, they tie it all together. And they say what really happened was the, the Anunnaki came down. They impregnated us. They make these beasts. They this, didn't like them so
3: much. This so they, next pass— Another 3,600 of cooking time. Now we're going to be ready to be
1: the appropriate slave race. Correct. But before they left, they killed off the Nephilim. Uh, They didn't like them so much Mm -hmm. for one reason or another. That was actually the flood in the Bible. Yep. But all of this is as a result of the Anunnaki who live on Nibiru, who on their next pass around are going to pick us up their slave race. And
3: the ones that they've left here then can finally go home that are living and. Shaping the government and things like that. Now, oh, the Illuminati. Is yeah, that who you're talking about? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, you never know. Now, others still argue that th- those fuckers to say that it's the reptilians or to say it's inunaki they're fucking shit idiots. Have no idea what they're talking whoa, about. Whoa,
1: whoa, 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 Shit, shit idiots. idiots. Can we get a verdict on that, but <laughs>
0: You're an idiot. Uh, Thank you.
3: (laughs) Yet others argue it's the Aryans from the hollow earth, their home world finally passing back so they can go home. They're flying out of the South Pole. Nazi flags are flying. And Hitler on the wingtips saying adios. Is
1: Admiral Byrd with him? (laughs) You're all idiots.
3: (laughs) He is. Uh, Fuck those People that think it's not the Aryans, these tall fucking beautiful white people <laughs> are gonna come on out and they're gonna they're going home. So it's funny that you have all these stories and they argue with one another. Fuck it, I'm changing it up. Nibiru's out there, it's hiding in the Kepler belt, they're pronouncing it wrong, the actual pronunciation, Unicron.
0: Yes. <laughs> I am a (laughs)
1: Unicron. It just makes sense. So, in other words, when Orson Welles died, he was just beamed up to Nibiru. Right. Like, it it just makes sense. I get that. I'm on
3: board. I feel like we covered a lot here, John. I don't know how concise, because it's all fucking, I mean, it's all true, number one. But what what are your, your thoughts on this? i'll 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 ask you a couple questions. Do you believe that there could be another planet? Do you believe that planet could be coming for us? And then third, after you've answered those, I'll ask you your next one. Yeah, answer those two, and then I'll ask the next one.
1: And do I believe there could be another planet? sure i i I think it's ludicrous to think that we know everything right now about what's in our solar system. Our, our technology just our technology just isn't advanced enough. Um, there are things that we discover every day that we just couldn't see. I I mean, our our telescopes are good, but they can only point at one, at at one place at one time. And, uh, while we, I mean, that's, what's the only, the only other way to discover things is to gauge the impact that those supposed things might have on other things that we are aware of. So what does it do to the tilt of the earth? What does it do to, uh, the other planets and their rotation and their orbit, NASA and other astronomers that are a lot smarter than I am seem to think that there's a possibility that there's something else out there pulling on us a little bit. So I'm with that. And that's. <laughs> w- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 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 no, No, I'm with you. I think he's just, he's just fucking with. The he's just angry going. at yeah. this point. Yeah. Beyond that. That's where I fall off. Uh I, I don't think that there's a planet um hiding like uh with the Benny Hill music playing in the background. Uh you know, oh is it time to attack Earth? Whoop whoop you know, <laughs> oh let, let, let's hide behind Jupiter right now. Uh, right. no, I I don't think that's happening. I certainly don't think that the Anunnaki are coming back for us and and nor do I think that uh that there is this random binary star that we that we don't know about um, uh, on, on its way. The only other the only other eventuality to me that could make sense is, yeah, at any given time, a rogue planet from millions of miles away, could decide to travel could it could be on path right now to show up here, you know, a thousand years from now and we wouldn't know.
3: We were actually talking about this before we started and that's something that uh, rogue planets have been found. They like, they were speculated and now they've actually found a planet that has no solar system. It's it's on Right, it got eventually not, I guess a collision course with, with something. something.
1: Yeah. It got knocked out of its orbit and it's just on its way somewhere.
3: So it's kind of
1: like a planetary version of Weekend at Bernie's.
3: But that's another one of those things that people said those existed <laughs> and people are like, no, you're a fucking idiot. And now they're going, well, maybe just like the people that said there might be another planet out there. And then people said, no, you're a fucking idiot. And now we're finding out, no, they, they, they might actually exist.
1: Oh, they said Pluto and then they said, nope, you're a fucking idiot again.
3: Right. <laughs> and so what you, you answered my other question. My other question was going to be, Depending on what you said, could there be the Anunnaki and any of that, any of that? And like you said, you do not believe so. I 100% believe that there could be another planet out there. It, It, scientifically, it makes sense. Where is that? We don't know. Do I think it's Nemesis, another binary star? Absolutely not. Because stars have so much more mass that it, I don't believe it could be that. Um, now maybe 10 years from now or two years from now, we'll have changed our opinion. We can't really say, but science is going to figure that out. Does it have a wide path that maybe comes through every 3,600 years? Maybe, but I guarantee you it's not on fucking collision course for us. It's just on that weird tilted elliptical orbit that causes the tilt in the sun. That,
1: I, I made the joke before that somebody, you know, when they're making that tablet, it could literally have been a carving error. At the same time, that is pretty that is pretty messed up. That this is a supposed depiction of the solar system and they kind of counted the planets, right? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the earliest cultures known to man. So, you know, there
3: is a lot of it makes you question a couple things. Number one, how advanced were they? But if they're really advanced, why are they carving it? Was this just someone bored or did they have someone telling them? Was there someone out there? They're going, and there's actually another, like, I want to see, uh, Barney and Betty Hill when she was on that thing. You know, she saw the one star map. Show yeah. us the star map of our fucking solar system. There's actually like 16 dots on it <laughs> and one of them's just like a 7 Eleven in space. Like, I want to know. I want to know. So I think we're kind of, I'd say we're both pretty much on board with the whole idea of could there be a planet? Sure. Could it be named Nibiru? Maybe one day. <laughs> is it the Anunnaki? Probably not. Are the Anunnaki real? Maybe, but I don't think their planet is coming in. And if their their planet is coming in, it's probably the moon that's their base, and they've been here for a long time.
1: Well, and <laughs> just throwing it all out there, John, firing on all cylinders. And we'll do a future episode on the Anunnaki alone. But the idea that they seated us here—don't you think a civilization that that's advanced doesn't have to wait for their planet to circle back around? <laughs> Well, even with people that are smart enough to seed space, maybe they, maybe they literally
3: can't bend uh, space and time and go faster than light. So well, they're they idiots. To. They're oh, idiots. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe there's so many other We're one of billions and they're not in a hurry. Maybe time to them is non-existent or maybe they, they have, they are beyond death or maybe they're even beyond um, they're robotic or they've been bionic or something like that I'm way out there I'm just thinking of, of stupidity now
1: I can't believe um, conspiracy bias hasn't stopped you yet
0: I just let him show his ignorance
3: well, he's he, hes agreeing with me so who knows is one of those things like I, I'm with you but it, it's crazy so the big question is dear listener what do you think What say you're you? an idiot <laughs> You're not a fucking listener. So,
1: John, how can they tell us what they're thinking? Go to Hysteria Nation. Hop on Facebook. Search Hysteria Nation. Join the discussion. If you are on Facebook, you should also like our regular old page. That's that's Facebook.com slash Hysteria51Pod. That's
3: right. And while you're thinking of Hysteria51Pod, jump on Twitter at Hysteria51Pod. Speaking of Twitter... We want to throw some shout outs. I guess it's not exactly a shout out as much as a, a call out to the Ectoplasm show because they've been talking about, uh, Josh Huh and Jason Cupcheck, I think is their names. Um, I'm not really sure. Uh, they're both Iowans on the Ectoplasm yeah, cu- show. Uh, Cupcheck. Jason Cupcheck
1: and Josh Hunt. Like I'm sure happened to him often when he was walking through the school, uh, the halls of high school. <laughs>
3: Cupcheck. Boom. So the they thought a good idea would be to read on their show all our one-star reviews. All four of them. Uh, I think it was two when they read them. Yeah. We've, we got a couple new ones with is, no re, with no actual reviews since we said that we don't believe in the flat earth. I'll take them. I'll take them. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's easy to get a few of those when you have as many reviews as we do. How many do they have?
3: Uh, they have uh, more than four. And that's all I know for sure. I mean, I can understand, though, why they wanted to go to our iTunes, John. I mean, they've only got like 33 views. You can read through those real fast. They probably wanted to jump on ours because we have so many more reviews than them that it's just yeah, – it gave as, them something to read. not as many like
1: two stars and yeah, three stars. Yeah, so
3: I understand. Yeah. But we do have to thank them because we got another five-star review this week and said I want to say thank you to Ectoplasm Show for telling me about them. I like to think he's like, "Why was I wasting my time Here. with ectoplasm?" I'll just go on over to. Hysteria.
0: Ha 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 ha! ha.
1: <laughs> no, we're only fifty percent serious. Uh yeah. I mean, we're 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 just kidding. Conspiracy bot's actually the one that set this segment up.
0: <laughs> Never trust anyone from Iowa. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, the other thing that we want to mention is Patreon. We have two new Patreon now, you subscribers. We us
1: talk about our Patreon a lot. We 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 put a lot of content up there, but we feel like we gotta earn your money, so we're not begging for it anymore. We will again. <laughs> if you if you choose to go over there, patreon.com search for hysteria fifty one. That's, that's where we put our oh, up all night shows. Um a lot of you know just extra content or or content we put there first. Um but we have some new contributors. We got Mike Thompson and Zach Kendrick, both brand new
3: $5 Patreon members. I've sent them their stickers. First time I've ever mailed, I think, a letter to England. So I hope that it gets through fine. And if not, let me know.
1: I'd like um, to say they are gentlemen and scholars.
3: Oh, they they know what they like. And what they like is fucking badass. I think is the best way to to refer to the situation. Don't be so overly dramatic about it, Chuck. <laughs> and also, voicemails. We've been having a lot. We're, we're out. We're officially out of voicemails. We need more to play. We
1: emptied the bucket.
3: 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. Call. Leave us a voicemail. And when you're done leaving a voicemail, you're going to think to yourself, I just didn't feel whole. That's because you need a t shirt.
1: Bold strategy, cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. T public.com,
3: T E E public, search hysteria 51, or you can go directly to slash stores slash hysteria dash 51. It's a mouthful. If you can't remember it all, hysteria51.com. You'll it's find a mouthful.
0: It. Producer Lisa, please unplug me. I give up.
3: <laughs> Big thanks to Lisa for putting up with conspiracy bot and mind having to fix him in this episode because he's been a Kind of a cocksucker in this one. Duke. <laughs> Just in this one? Yeah, right. Uh, big thanks to uh, Josh Hahn and Jason Kupchak over at the Ectoplasm Show for letting us steal their listeners. <laughs> I think that's how you pronounce it, isn't it?
1: Is it stealing if they make a choice?
3: I choose Sanka. I've made my choice. Let's replace the Ectoplasm
1: Show <laughs> with, with freeze-dried podcast crystals. <laughs> Let's see if they notice. With that said,
3: I've been
2: Brent
0: I've
3: been Sean He's been Conspiracy Bot Stay woke
0: meat sacks
2: Thanks for listening to Hysteria 51
1: A weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories Mysteries and the unexplained We'll be back again next week With more known unknowns If
2: you'd like us to discuss a particular topic Suggest a guest Or simply seek some truth We'd love to hear from you You can email the show at hysteria51podcast
1: at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter at
2: hysteria51pod.
3: You've been listening
0: to a fourth-hand joint.